Welcome to season six of Coffee Pods, a coffee break length look into the Christian healing ministry. Do you want to talk about that time when something happened that you did not understand, or when you were told how to deal with sickness in a way that didn't make sense to you? Over the next four weeks, we'll be having helpful conversations about that time when our healing journeys have been challenged by suffering, silence, sickness and sin. So whether you're an Americano, a cappuccino or a latte, pick up your coffee mug, plug in your earbuds and let's talk. Welcome everyone to our next episode of Let's Talk About When. Uh, Today we're going to be chatting through when sickness lingers. And so many of us have had experience when either we've been prayed for or we've prayed with others and there doesn't really seem to be a change um, in the condition and it it lingers. And there's those who are living with long-term conditions and needs and we can end up with a range of conflicting emotions, really. That's true, Lisa. We can very easily and understandably experience frustration and disappointment. Funnily enough, disappointment is a disappointment, a missed appointment of something that should have taken place. And, And in a sense, to feel disappointment means that you have faith because you've come to expect something, but believing for something that has not just yet come. You Mm. were looking for a graced outcome, but it hasn't arrived. And I guess for me, I've come to understand that after I felt the initial impact of my frustrations and disappointments, I can let them provoke me to a, a deeper searching for God to understand how to move forward. Yeah, it can really raise some very searching questions, can't it? Like, where's God? How able is he uh, to help me? And how big is God? Uh, Yeah. uh, How loved am I? How safe am I? Uh, And of course, um, how willing is God to help me? And actually, if you are um, a prayer, one of the other questions you ask is how effective is Mm. my praying? Because I've I've discovered um, that those who pray ask more or less the same questions. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think is happening when that sickness lingers? Gosh, if I, if I could know that with certainty, I'd write the book and sort of retire (laughs) somewhere. Um, It is a perplexing subject. And I, I do know, I guess, as you do, Lisa, some very godly, faithful, believing people who've asked God for healing and yet they still um, awaiting for the on earth as it is in heaven bit of it all yeah and it it does make you ask the questions um i mean i understand that we live in a world that's broken its connection with god the creator i know that we live in a culture that erodes confidence and faith in anything that it cannot control or measure and i know that we live in a culture in church that is conflicted in its message about Christ the healer. But I've done about you, but actually we ourselves, I mean, we live with such a mixture of faith and fear, mm-hmm. um, of conviction, of compromise. I mean, I have I have an absolute sense of destiny, but I can also entertain doubt. And I can do that all at the same time, funnily yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. 
but, but I guess, fortunately, God is in the business of redeeming it all sort of bit by <laughs> bit, um, life by life. And so, you know, um, even though it's not the way we would like it to be, um, I think, you know, uh, we are living in the gap between what is now and what is to come. Mm, I think so in regards to that gap, um, sometimes you see people healed straight away like and it, and it, it seems miraculous it's straight away and some people it is a journey it feels like it's lingering what what would you kind of say in response to that no you're absolutely right because i, I think that's part of our confusion isn't it i mean if you take sin for instance if you were immediately punished for your sin okay immediately yeah you'd stop doing it yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and, and, because it, and, and of course the thing is because of healing um, we don't always see it immediately. It raises other questions for us. Mm. But I mean, I suppose in a sense we're living in in the in a land of trust and wisdom at the same time. You know, so for instance, some say you should trust God and do nothing else. And I do understand the desire to faithfully focus on God. I really do. Mm. But of course, some religious groups have even on the basis of that refused medical treatment and intervention with tragic consequences for themselves or their loved ones. Um, I mean, I have been uh, in uh, some countries where there is no medical assistance, there is no resource whatever. And yeah. it seems in those moments, you have no alternative. And, and, and you know, we've seen God do some wonderful things in those, um, those contexts. But to say you shouldn't really take medical advice um our bodies are about 60 percent water and we need to drink definitely mm -hmm. so it's a bit like saying i know i need to drink so i'm going to stand outside with my mouth wide open <laughs> and if god wants to um get me to drink he's gonna just let it rain into my mouth and of course mm -hmm. we'd say well that's 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 foolish uh, but you know in a sense sometimes god's answers um, in the divine take on a very human perspective and one of the things Raycorn is we think you know God works through miracle and medicine uh, at the same time. Yeah and I think sometimes just reflecting on what you're saying some Christians um, particularly can struggle with that that there's you know there's the science there's the medicine there's also the faith and spirituality side of it and um, I, I had an experience I guess when I was probably about 18 um, just with mental health and the goodness of everybody was there that they wanted me to be well. Um, and I was receiving medical help, which was helping, but in their eyes, only prayer would do. And, you know, they, they want to pray for you. And I actually felt in a position to say, no, thank you, because I was receiving the help that I felt, you know, God had put there through the medics. Absolutely. Because I, I think in a sense, at, at times people can be made to feel they're letting Jesus down. Yeah. Know? But actually there is there is wisdom um, in, in both. And actually you mm -hmm. read through the New Testament, you read some of the even through the old. There are things that would be regarded as medical um, practice as well as the, the practice uh, of prayer. And, and I understand why we do that, because we're living also in the place of trust but our humanity at the same time um, yeah I, I love it when jesus has to talk to the disciples because i feel so much like them you know I, yeah, <laughs> I, I could really get this wrong um and so in a sense when jesus in john 14 says to the disciples do not let your hearts be troubled you believe in god believe mm -hmm. also in me you know mm -hmm. if they hadn't got a problem jesus wouldn't have said it 
So they yeah. clearly do have this conflict of faith within them. And, and it's a bit like the exchange with the, um, the father of the boy that Jesus encounters when he comes down from the mountain uh, of what we call the mountain of transfiguration. And, and, and Jesus just says to the, to the father, um, you know, how long has he been like this? And, mm. and the father, honestly, I mean, I understand it. You can hear him saying it. He said, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And Jesus says, if you can, everything is possible for the one who believes. And I love this man because he says, I do believe. But to be honest, help me overcome the stuff that I'm not really <laughs> yeah, get, getting through. And of course, we all stand there too mm. um, and those moments. And so for you, um, was there an element of process for you in how you got, you know, to a place of well-being? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely a process. Um, and I think the process for me was actually um, tr trying to find this balance of, you know, the, the, the humanity side of it and also our trust and our faith in God. And um, for me, it, it drew me closer uh, to God. I, ha I had to come close to God to understand what he was doing in my life at that moment. Um, so scripture, the word of God was very helpful for me there, um, but also coming to a place of understanding that, um, you know, I, initially I felt guilty because I, I said no to being prayed with. And I thought there was something wrong with me. You know, was my was my faith less than theirs, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and it took a process for me to start to understand um, actually who God is and what he had for me at that moment and I, I think I made the right choice not to say if I was prayed with that it would have turned out ugly <laughs> but I think I made the right choice because it was such an eye-opener to my relationship with God yeah I, I see I think that's right because I think it, it is a process and some of the steps mm. that we take towards healing that may be very practical maybe very spiritual yeah some, some are relational some are biological um, and it's interesting you talked about understanding myself and understanding yeah. the, the world that I live in. And, and actually, one of the things I've noticed with some people is sometimes it's letting God deal with this part mm. and, and, and getting in through that and then let him, when we're ready, deal with the next part as well. Mm. Um, I, I had a, a, a couple who wanted desperately to have a child uh, when we were leading a uh, church. But um, the, the wife was going through treatment for some fairly other significant uh, significant things and actually some of the medical um treatment that she was receiving actually militated against her becoming pregnant mm, so yeah. in a sense there were other issues before conception could take place and and gosh the pain and anguish of all of that was was immense but yeah. in a sense it was you know if, if if the two things conflict you've got to sort the process out um mm. and 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 so i think in a sense um I, I know it doesn't look like it now, but I used to run and I used to have a, <laughs> a, um, a, a, a Kiwi guy who used to, to help me do it. Mm. And um, he got me to do things I would never think possible. Distances and I yeah. hate running up hills. It's terrible. I really hate it. But I remember one hill and he took me to it and I said, oh, Ben, I'm never going to make this, mate. And he said, all I want you to do is to run to that signpost. And it was just yeah. like a, a few meters up the hill. And we got to there and he said, can you see that tree? And, and we did that. And actually, that's how he taught me to get through the thing. And I think sometimes in looking at the big, um, we also just need to ask God to show us small steps to say, how do yeah. I move towards that? Yeah, that's a really good observation. So for those that are seeking healing from God, 
um what do you think they should do well what's what's a helpful process i guess great question um i would say don't wait for a meeting to start um, mm. even online one to begin connecting with god i mean you you can live in a sense preparing your own heart and life and um, you mentioned it but feed yourself with scripture mm. um read the healing stories in luke just just read them you don't analyze them just keep reading yeah. them um you know and and find uh you know websites where there are healing scriptures put up and just just go through them um soak yourself in worship whatever mm. genre, genre that is you know whatever your thing is handles messiah to matt redmond hillsong whatever it is just soak yourself in worship and i think one of the things i've noticed is um sometimes it's helpful to have trusted faithful friends who will stand with you for a season of prayer but but have a start and finish date so mm. that everybody can just say yeah okay let's just move through this because let's face it you're going to be blessed whatever happens <laughs> very good yeah i think that's quite helpful actually having um time frames as well because very easily we can make ourselves linger in these moments i think and you know we find a sense of identity in our ailment or our ailment. Um, so yeah, having like quite practical, tangible things, um, I think is quite helpful. And also just, um, I remember something you said when we were doing conflict transformation about hang around with people of hope because I can do doubt all by myself. <laughs> and um, I think that's true as well. When you feel like you're in this moment of just lingering, find people of hope. Absolutely. Yeah. So going back to when people do offer to pray with us, um, what can we do in response to that? Well, I, I love your um, uh, position on, you know, it, it's okay to say no. If people want to yeah. pray for you, it's okay to say no. And and please, you know, somebody who's the director of a healing ministry, and <laughs> two members of staff, can we just say to you, it's okay to say no. Yeah. Um, if you don't feel safe, you don't feel comfortable, you're not being unspiritual, you're not being unkind, you're actually just being wise and discerning. Um, and you can say things like, because it, it, how do you do it? Well, you can say, um, please do pray for me when you get home. But at this moment, I would simply like to be on my own in mm -hmm. the presence of God. Or I'd like just to have these moments for silent prayer and reflection. I find that more helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, by all means, pray for me when you get home. That's really great. Um, and, and actually, if you are going to do, you can say, I'd like my friend or my partner or my spouse or, you know, my church leader just to be with us now. And, and we would, um, in healing services, when we've done them before the current situations that we're in, um, we would invite uh, people to invite somebody to come and be with them as, as we prayed for them as a team. Mm -hmm. um, I, can I say, Lisa, I agree. I've personally turned down prayer. Oh, great. Not just me. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, and not, not because I don't need it and not because mm -hmm. I don't want it. Um, and, and we do have to be humble enough to accept prayer from whoever the Lord sends and chooses to use. But on those rare occasions, I've refused, I've turned it down because there was something wrong or inappropriate yeah. or unclean or unhelpful about the person or the context. And, and when you're vulnerable in those moments, sometimes, I don't know what you think, but you, you're just holding your own life together. Mm. You don't have to hold everything else together. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you are happy and, and it's people that you trust, then that's fine. But, you know, you do always have the option, even with ACORN, when people are praying for you to say thank you, you know, a firm thank you usually brings it to an end. <laughs> um, so I, I think that's true, uh, particularly if you've got prayer fatigue. 
you know yeah. loads of people have prayed for you and you think oh man come on yeah definitely so that's looking at when people offer to pray for us what about when we're praying for others what should we do well it's interesting um, i mean just uh, just thinking about this issue of prayer fatigue people have been prayed for by others um not always in a helpful way and mm. they carry their own disappointments and and as well as registering yours if nothing happens um, I've noticed that some people will see praying for the sick as a challenge or a trophy, yeah. a ministry opportunity, you know, which is, is terrible. So I would say pray um, according to your faith, not according to presumption. Pray mm. with compassion. I, I say if, if this was one of my grandchildren, how would I want this to be done? Mm. If this yeah. is my wife, if this is my best friend, how would I want them to be prayed for? And actually, I then try and pray uh, accordingly. Uh, to that um and always um only ask the questions that you need to help you discern what's going on um, yeah you don't have to know everything about everyone you don't have to know where they get their socks from and stuff just mm. what is appropriate for the moment particularly because I, I think it's true isn't it i mean do unto others as you'd have them do unto you mm. uh, and i've had experiences where you know, I've been prayed for really well. I've also had experiences where afterwards I thought, gosh, got to go and undo all of that right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I find it quite helpful when people don't just assume what I need prayer for as well. Um, I think it shows a sense of dignity and respect. Yeah, absolutely. It's got, isn't it simple? Just like that. Just isn't it Jesus asks Bartimaeus what do you want me to do for you yeah yeah you know, I think it's absolutely I mean I, I love Jesus he's brilliant but that is brilliant you know <laughs> yeah we can certainly learn a model um from him for sure absolutely yeah um so I guess when we're uneasy about how things are done um and we really should just let that shape what we do to others you know like you're able to say that the way that that happened you don't want that to happen again. And you can take that on board when you then pray for other people. Yeah, absolutely. And what I'd say to you, if you are a prayer, just learn from what happens, what's happened yeah. to you, just watch what happens for others and, and learn and, and just ask God to adjust how you pray for others accordingly. Mm, fantastic. So Wes, will you pray now for those looking to God, but they're still waiting for the answer? Absolutely. Let's, let's do it. Heavenly Father, uh, you know the times, the seasons, you know the days, the minutes that we're in. Lord, you know that today as we gather in this podcast, there are people who have asked the question, how long, Lord? They've looked for answers. And so, Father, I would simply ask today that out of the wonderful flow of the love of Jesus, <coughs> that in this moment you would be present with them that they would know you very close. They would know the tenderness of love from heaven. Lord, almost liquid love from heaven pouring into them. But Lord, to all those who are looking for heaven's answer, Lord, I simply ask in Jesus' name, send your healing power upon yeah. us now. We ask it because of our relationship with Jesus, and we ask it in his name that your healing grace would now come upon us. In his name we ask. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Wes. It's, you can so easily talk longer than 15, 20 minutes on this stuff, couldn't you? Absolutely. <laughs>
And thank you guys for joining us today. Um, and we look forward to next week. Don't forget to give us a little like on iTunes if you can as well. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Coffee Pods. We hope that you have found today's episode helpful and inspiring. If you have a question of your own about Christian healing, send it to info at acornchristian.org and we'll respond. For more information about Acorn, our events and how to support our work, check out www.acornchristian.org. See you next time.